This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Women's Church on this May the 14th, 2023, Mother's Day, with our guest speaker, Sister Jenny Vanderham, the Women's Ministry President here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Women's Church, and she'll be speaking on Godly Mothers Pray. Here's Brother David and the praise team. Start off our music. Let's start out singing Days of Elijah.
may be seated while the choir assembles.
just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is
to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind cause I know there is peace within his presence I speak Jesus Amen all you got to do is speak the name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody stand up and uh, go to somebody today that you had not never seen before. Shake their hand. Welcome them to church. Amen. Again, uh, thank you for being here on our Mother's Day, and um, it, uh, it's now time in my heart and spirit to introduce our speaker for today. You've probably been wondering, well, who's going to speak today? Well, um, someone you know, you're familiar with, but yet you may not, some of you new folks may not know her background, and uh, her name is Jenny Vanderham. Just a little bit about Jenny, uh, right now, present day. Uh, when you hear that amen coming from over the balcony, that's Jenny. That's Jenny. And uh, Jenny runs our, uh, uh, helps run our audio vid visual up there, mostly the wording you see up here and some other things. She helps with the website and a lot of other stuff, but Jenny does a lot in the background. And she's our women's ministry leader, and we thank God for that. Uh, uh, Sister Jenny, uh, some of the things I remember about your past is, uh, is um, for, for uh, a young girl starting out, you started out as a missionary. God called her to be a missionary, and she went and was on a mission field for several years, uh, actually where she met her husband, um, Adam, uh, and, um, and after that, the results is two fine children. Uh, Marcus, where's Marcus? He, I thought he was, there he is. Marcus is her son, and then Drake, the grandson. Uh, so, uh, and I think they got plus one. And, oh, Jennifer's here. 
I don't know how I could forget you and their daughter Jennifer, which lives up in Virginia. You probably haven't met her or seen her. For those uh, that know her, you haven't seen her in a while. And thank God she's here on Mother's Day. She was a great surprise today. Thank God for her being here. But looking forward to Jenny has something on her heart to share with you. First, I think they uh, they're going they're going to sing a song and then they're going to uh, miss uh, may hear from a couple of them. But uh, anyway, we're going to leave it up to her. Brother Farrell asked her for Mother's Day that he thought having a mother up here teaching would be great. So uh, uh, let's uh, be uh, praying for her and blessing her this morning. But before we do that, let's uh, uh, this morning take up our tithes and our offerings, which is a very important part of our uh, blessing God this morning and giving something back to God for blessing us and loving us and giving his son for us. So this morning, as we give our tithes and offerings, thank you for building God's kingdom and reaching those things out there and that we need to be te- uh, teaching in ministries and the youth and uh, all the different ministries. And we thank God for all our ministries and all the just recently starting up the boys and the girls. And we thank those teachers and thank God for those teachers. Uh, and uh, all everything that we do, we want to bless God and lift him up. And that's where all the monies go to bless all the ministries. So would you pray with me this morning? Father, we thank you for this opportunity to bless you this morning, Lord. Thank you for the privilege to give you something this morning, dear Father. Lord, bless it to build your kingdom, Lord. Build your kingdom by the way you want to, dear Father, and in your willing way with your finances, Lord. And bless each heart and each mind. And Lord, bless each one that gives today, Lord. Touch them in a mighty way. In their name we pray. In your name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Uh, oh, here he comes. 
Uh, I wanted to sing a song today, and I thought, what better way to surround myself with youth? And so uh, I've asked Marquise and uh, Drake to uh, sing this song with me. They, we've all been practicing. We practiced a couple times with, uh, with Thomas, so uh, it's a new song. But, you know, it's got great, great words. And if I'd known Jennifer was coming, I would have included her in something today. <laughs> well, she surprised me this morning, and I'm so glad. I know, I know how I make it. I know how I make it. Made it by his grace. I live each day. my son. He's going to come and speak to you and then I will follow up. Good morning, good morning. Let's have a little, a little uh, verse here to go with you guys through. Um, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> 
not as young as I used to be. Neither are my um, Honor your mother and all women. Um, our verse comes from John chapter 4, verse 7 and verse 9. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? On this Mother's Day, many will enjoy the physical presence of their moms. Some will have to contend with a phone call. Many possess only memories of their mothers, while others while others grieve some emotional rupture that hinders their current relationship. Days like this can be tough, but Jesus provides an example that anyone, whatever their status with mom, can follow. On his way through Samaria, which is enemy territory, in the view of his fellow Jews, Jesus stopped to rest at a well in Iskar. It was noon, the heat of the day, when this disreputable woman, likely choosing this time to avoid other people, came to draw water that Jesus spoke. Shocked at his attention, she soon found herself captivated by his wisdom and love. Could this be the Messiah? She would later ask her neighbors in verse 29. Jesus treated women with complete respect. He, he welcomed them into his circle of disciples. He showed special compassion to foreign women, the sick, and widows. We should too. Let's honor our own mothers by treating every woman with respect. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, help me to honor every woman you bring into my life. Amen. Now, I have a song I would like to sing. It's been requested many years ago. Um, and here, here it comes.
Back over to my mom. Wow, how am I going to do this after all that? Mother's Day. Mother's Day is always a special time. My mother's been gone since 2005. And I don't know that there's ever a day that goes by that I wish she wasn't around, that she was around so that I could talk to her. You know, you, you cherish those moments if you've got a mother here right now. Being Mother's Day, the women's ministry does have a gift for each woman that is here. It doesn't have to be a mother. I know that there are many that are spiritual mothers to others that are there, that care for children. And so we have a gift for you. So make sure... You see Zoe at the end of the service. She'll be at the back. But my question today is what are mothers? What are mothers? A mother is a teacher. First and foremost, once they have that baby, they're going to try to teach it all kinds of things, right? They wanted to say mama first, but most of the time they say dada. <laughs> but it's okay. We know that we love them so much. 
Mothers are disciplinarians. We have to be the one who says no. And then we reap the repercussions, right? Mothers are housekeepers. Mothers are gardeners and mowers of lawns. Mothers are nurses. I've hurt myself. Doctors, psychologists, counselors, chauffeurs, coaches. Mothers are developers of personalities, both good and bad. We've tried to mold the vocabulary of our children. I would always tell my children, uh, only Sunday school works. Only Sunday school works. And they said, oh. Moms have a soft voice usually. I have after 25 years of teaching, it's pretty loud at times. But they'll whisper in that little voice while saying, I love you. Mothers are linked to God. A child's first impressions. She's washable and not plastic. She's got 180 moving parts, all of them replaceable. I know that for a fact. I've got two, two replaced knees. She has a kiss that will heal anything. Just let her reach down and kiss that skint knee. She can heal a broken leg or make it feel better. Or in my case, broken arms. Jennifer seemed to want to break her arms all the time. Um, and they try to break to heal broken hearts. She's, Jesus continues to say, or God, and he, he, she has a lap that will dis disappear when she stands up. She'll be able to function on black coffee and leftovers. And she's supposed to have six pairs of hands. And the angel said, six pairs of hands, that's going to be hard. That's going to be impossible. And God says, no, that's not the hard part. It's the six pairs or the three pairs of eyes. She's supposed to have eyes that see through closed doors so that whenever she says, what are you kids doing in there? She already knows. Don't you? Um, 
So she already knows what's going on, and she has to have a pair in the back of her head to see all the things she's not supposed to see, but she must see. And she has one pair right in front that can look at a child who's goofed up and communicates love and understanding without saying a word. That's too much, the angel says to God. You, you, you're just putting too much in that model. Why don't you rest? Why don't you resume your work tomorrow? And he says, I can't. I'm close to creating someone very much like myself. That's what mothers are. Jesus made us so that, or God made us so that we are like him. The angel said to God, wow. She reaches over, or the angel reaches over, and touches the skin of this this being that God has created, and says, oh, she's too soft. And all of a sudden, she starts leaking. Jesus said, those are tears. That's a tear. What is a tear for? The inquisitive angel said. Well, it's for joy. It's for sadness. It's for sorrow, for disappointment, and for pride. That's what mothers are. They're durable. They're loving and they're very strong, and they love their God. I want to look at my scriptures coming from a very unusual uh, passage, and uh, I'm going to talk about three different women. The first one is the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Mama Zebedee was very important, and she was like any typical mother out there today. And she was going to look after her two children, James and John. We look after our kids, don't we? We, we want to make sure they, they're doing well. We want to make sure that everything is going well in their lives. And so my message comes from Matthew chapter 20, 20 through 23. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him, up to Jesus, with her sons. Now, I don't know whether you've ever watched The Chosen. It's a, a wonderful series uh, from Easter. I watched. I have watched every single season that they have. They're planning to do seven in total. But it shows you how that it, when Jesus was in an area that people, family members, came out to be there to help, to minister to Jesus, as well as the disciples. So it was not uncommon for a mother to suddenly come around where, their, where her children were. When Jennifer would get a job at, over at Carolina Pottery, and we'd go over there and see what was there so we could buy something. You know, we would support her there. Or, you know, we've had to do supporting long distance now. We just, I can't go to where Marcus works <laughs> Uh, 
One, he goes very early in the morning now. And two, I'm not a, uh, a machinist, so it would be hard for me to get into his job. But parents, mothers, fathers, they support their children. And so the mother of Zebedee's, John and James, was going to have a conversation with the master. And she kneels down in front of Jesus and he says to her, what do you want? Mama, what do you want? Mama Zebedee, what is it that you want for, of me today? And she says to him, say that these two sons of mine are to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. And Jesus answered, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able, as he turns to the boys, are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? And they said to him, we're able. They really didn't have a clue. And he said to them, you will drink my cup. But to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant. But it is for those for whom I have been prepared by my father. Now Jesus tells her, says, I can't give you your request, but I can't deny it either. So Mama Zebedee is, is there. She's aware of all that Jesus has been teaching and all the things that he's been saying. And she is very much involved in what her children are doing. And she knew that they made up two-thirds of the inner circle with Jesus. And she wanted to know if they were going to have some responsibility and authority in his kingdom. Does that sound like a mama? They want to know that you're going to be taken care of, that you're going to have a rightful place. Well, when we go back to the beginning of the chapter, chapter 20, we have to see that there was a parable that Jesus was bringing about. And... It was an interesting parable because it dealt with the landowner. And this landowner goes out and he gets people to come in to work for him. And he says, I'll pay you this much money. So they agree. They come in. They start working. About midday, he goes back out again because work's not getting done fast enough. So he goes out and he gets some more people and they come in. And he pays them the very same thing. Later in the day, before it gets, it's starting to get dark, or later afternoon, the landowner goes out and he says, hey, I, I've got to have some more help. Can you come out? Can you come and help me? Can you do this? Can you do that? And they say, well, yeah, we can. And he says, this is how much I'm going to pay you. Well, Mama Zebedee is hearing this parable, and she's thinking. Aren't you thinking right now? They're all going to get paid the same. Those that came and started early in the morning and those that come in late at night, they're going to all get paid the same thing. What's the first thing you're going to say? That's not fair. That is not fair. But Jesus, in his parable, was saying that's the way it is. They had agreed to it. That's what he had promised. And that's what the landowner did. It was because of this parable that Mama Zebedee decided, well, I need to intervene. 
Have you intervened for your children? Yes, we do. Something goes wrong at school. I'll, I'll tell you one about Marcus. Marcus was brought to the principal's office when he was little. And I thought, what in the world? Marcus doesn't ever do anything. What is going on? I get in there, and the principal begins telling me that he, there were these uh, group of boys, three or four boys, that had backed him up into a, a corner in the field. And Marcus came out swinging. So I said to the principal, I said, do you blame him? He had to fight his way out of there. No, he, you're not going to suspend him. Yes, but this, this, I, no. Number one, those boys should have never put him in the corner. Where are your teachers? I won't even teach her then. I said, where are your teachers? Where are your people looking on the, on the yard? Why, why aren't they taking care of not only them, but my son? And he looked at me and he said, well, uh, I guess you got a point there. Well, what am I going to do with it? I don't know what you do with those boys over there, but you're not suspending him. I stood up for him. It was my position as a mom to do that. He wasn't going to be suspended. Those other boys did. But Marcus wasn't going to, he was defending himself. He was trying to get out. We're all the same. So here's Mama Zebedee, and she's trying to, to make it right for her sons, and, and she's wanting them to have the best position. She's wanting them to look at this. But Jesus says to her, remember the cost. Can you do the cost? Can you accept the cost that's going to be there? There's a cost to sit on the right hand and the left hand of Jesus. So she wanted her boys to have a part of his kingdom that he was developing, that he was creating. And so she was asking him for those specific things. I'm reminded of a story that James Dobson said that uh, he had a young son at home and he was sick and his wife was there taking care of him and this was before all cell phones. You know, you still were connected to a landline and you had a rotary or, yeah, rotaries back then probably. And then uh, mama's taking care of the babies, the baby, and he is sick and she's just about finished putting his diaper on and all of a sudden the phone rings. Well, what happens if you don't get that, that diaper fastened? You're in trouble. You know it. And she reaches over to grab the phone, which I'm sure wasn't close, because landlines were never close. You had to get up and go. And she went over and got the phone to answer the phone. And guess what? There was a blowout. So she gets him cleaned up again. And she probably regretting that phone call. Probably, uh, no, I don't know if they had telemarkers back then. But, you know, it was just somebody random calling. And she was just, you know, oh, man. So she gets them all cleaned up again. And, and can you relate to this mama? This was a tough day for this mama. And so all of a sudden, everything is all clean and nice. And now she's got to feed him. And she feeds him, puts him on her shoulder to burp him. You guessed it. 
He threw up all over her, all over the couch, all over himself, and she's having to clean up again. Dobson comes in that, uh, later that day, and he says, my, it smells like motherhood in here. What a terrible statement. And she looked at him very sincerely, and she says, was this in my contract? Was this something I said I was going to do? Babies are babies. They need our tender, loving care. As our children get older, we find out that communication becomes the thing that changes. Frustration becomes the mainstay of our prayer life. We're constantly praying, Lord, help me get these teens grown. Help me, Lord, to get through these teenage years. Lord, help me to make sure that I, I keep a good Christian faith. Teenagers are tough. Tougher now, I'm telling you. I, I've done some subbing at the schools since I retired. I'm not real sure I want to go do more. How about you, Lori? <laughs> I mean, it's tough when you have a, a sixth grader that looks at you and you know, just wants to do everything but tell you hi, goodbye. They want to do all kinds of things to you or say certain things. You've seen it on the news. You've seen things. Teenagers have no respect, but it's not being taught at home. And we have that out there, but that's not my message today. We've been there. Mothers have been there from the beginning, from the time we birthed children into this world. We're there. We're there to, uh, as an infant, to take care of them. As toddlers running around, I, I think it's quite uh, amusing at times to watch Frankie as he's running down. That's all he knows to do is wide open, but that's okay. He has to learn. How else is he going to learn if he doesn't go wide open and then somebody says, you can't do that, Frankie. You know, everybody's running after him. He thinks they're playing. We all know that. But it's something that we have to teach. When they get school age, they go through so many different trials and tests and difficulties. I'm telling you, I, I would not want to have a small child going through elementary now. And if you're not pay, pray, praying for our young people today, you need to get to praying. Because our young people are being faced with some of the worst sin that's out there. Trying to tell our young people that they, they don't have to worry about what gender they want to be. Excuse me. I have a problem with that. You were born as God intended for you to be. Yes, I liked climbing trees. Yes, I did like working on cars. Yes, I did do carpentry work. Yes, I did roofing. Yes, I did all kinds of things that you would think guys are supposed to do. But I was interested, but it didn't change my gender. I'm still a woman. 
And I'm sorry that kids today think that's what they've got to do. I pray for them every day. Children are getting ramparted into all kinds of difficulties. And as Christians, as Christian mothers, we have got to pray for our kids. They may not be mine, but I'm telling you, as far as they're being in this church, they're mine. And I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray that God will touch them. I'm going to pray that God will minister to them. I'm going to pray that he will save their soul. We want revival. At least I think we do. We talk about the revival that started over in Asbury. They were teenagers. They were college kids. We can have revival in this church with our own youth, but we got to show them that we mean business. And it's not, well, Lord, here I am at the altar for again. And I pray that you'll bless everybody. That you'll minister to everybody I know. And amen. We've got to spend time at the altar. We can't just let it be something we do occasionally. And it shouldn't be just the status quo and the norm. We have got to pray. We've got to be able to communicate with our students, our kids. And even as adults, sometimes we don't understand. There's so many different generations. I can't keep up with them. I know I'm a baby boomer, but that's all right. <laughs> There's the Gen Z and the Millennials. I don't know what else. They can label themselves all they want to, but they're still kids, still growing up in the same world that we're all trying to live. We're the same group of people that we need to make sure Jesus is the center of our lives. Being a parent's not easy. Don't ever think it is. Most of you know you've got grown children. It's not easy. And Mama Zebedee wanted to make sure that her children were taken care of. She didn't really understand what Jesus was trying to do that he was teaching to his disciples. Man, ask a woman who had three very lively children. You seen any of those? Lively children. Looks at her and says, if you had to do it over again, would you do it? Would you have children? Her reply was yes, but not the same ones. <laughs> we, you know, we always like to exchange out, you know. God gave us what we've got. I love my children. I do. I love Marcus. I love Jennifer. I love to drive to Virginia to be with her. I love to text Marcus. He's so busy. But you know what? We always communicate. There's not a day that goes by that I don't hear from both of them. That's good. That's a good thing. As a parent, it is extremely difficult. As mothers, it is hard. 
Here was Mama Zebedee had two grown sons, and she wanted the absolute best for them. She demonstrated to them how much she did by going to Jesus. She said, look, Jesus, we're going to have to have a conversation here. But there's nothing that Jesus could do with her request because it depended upon what his father had placed in those positions. She wanted her sons to be actively involved in Jesus' kingdom. Don't we all? Marcus and Jennifer were talking earlier, and Jennifer says, yes, yeah, I was here in the church early in my early years. I was always here. I was always doing this. I was always up here. And you were always gone. Now it's flipped. But she's in Virginia. A little hard for her to drive back and forth. It's three hours. And then if you hit, hit traffic, you're in trouble because it's longer. But she wanted her children to be involved in the ministry. She didn't want them to just be there, not doing anything, but she wanted them to be doers. And the Word of God says we must be doers of the Word and not hearers only. We can't just sit here and hear the Word. It's great. Pharaoh does an awesome job. He is awesome in his teaching and in his instructions. But we can't just sit here and absorb it all and not give it out. We have to give it out. We have to tell others. We have to show others what he is trying to teach us to do. So she wanted her children to be a part of the kingdom. She had big expectations. You got big expectations for your children, whether they're little or big, already grown. I look around. I've been here over 40 years, there's a lot of children in here that I had the privilege of teaching, the privilege of instructing. And I never held that lightly. Never. Because I was trying to impart unto them the Word of God. The Word of God. I wanted great things for them. And, you know, I don't know how all of them are, but I know that some of them are just moving along with God, and that just thrills my heart. Even as a school teacher, I began praying for my students at school, and I said, Lord, help there to be some teachers out of here, some missionaries out of these classes. Let there be people that go into the ministry. And you know what? I have a young man his name is Luke, and he's, he is doing missionary work. He was recently in Mongolia, him, his wife, and their young baby. I just thank God. I support him because I know he needs, the, needs God to continue to, to tell them, uh, instruct them, and show them. But they also need that monetary help as well. She didn't want her, her children to be doorkeepers. She didn't want them to have menial jobs. We all have to do them. You know, if you see a piece of paper on the floor, what do you do? In my case, I hold on to something and reach down and pick it up. 
because I'm afraid I might fall over. But that's because of age. She wanted her children, her sons, to have a good job, to have good responsibilities. And she didn't realize they were going to have the ultimate of responsibilities as Jesus goes toward the cross. Some people thought that what Mama Zebedee said was rather brass or presumptuous on her part. Well, you don't know if you don't ask. You don't know if you don't say something. We can, we can say, well, I should have said such and such and such. And such. Well, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why did you stay quiet? Sometimes we have to say something. But don't hurt people's feelings. We have to stick up for our kids. As mothers, we have to show them that we support them. Words are empty. Words are empty. It's the action that we have to put with them. We have to show them that we love them. We have to show them that we care for them. <coughs> we have to show them that God has something in their life. She said it's time to strive for the best, the excellence. And that's what she was trying to do. Remember the story with Irma Bombeck? God said he was creating a mother. I am close to creating something very much like myself. That's why today is special. Because we recognize the mother's love is the closest example that we have to God's love. It breaks my heart when I hear stories of babies not having good mamas. They put them off in a closet somewhere and don't feed them. What is wrong with our world? What is wrong with society? What is wrong with all of these things? We have kids that are suffering. And abortion is a whole other topic. Kids are suffering. Are we praying? Our job as Christian mothers is to pray for the children, whether it's your children or somebody else's children or some other location. Zoe, come down and give her a present. We have to decide. Mothers are on the front lines. We have to show them. We have to instruct them. We have to raise them in the way they should go. I, I raised both my children in the way they should go. It broke my heart. It broke my heart. When Marcus strayed. But I just, I didn't forget about him. I said, Lord... I put him up here on the altar and I said, God, only you can change the path. Only you can change the path that he is, he is walking down. 
I can't do it. I had to pray. And as I prayed, I left him there. I didn't pick him up and feel sorry for him and carry him home with me. I left him here and I said, God, if it takes the hornets to get him, you get him. You have to be determined that you're going to let them know you're praying for them. The day that he came up to this altar was the day this mama had a release in her heart because I knew that God had done the work. I knew that God had done the work and I left him there because I knew that now he just needed to stay there and just get so full of God that God would just make him what God wants him to be. We can't pick him up. We have to leave them there. We have to instruct our children. We have to be the first teachers that they see. We're to honor and respect our mothers. Jesus thought of his mother when he was on the cross. He directed his disciple, whom he loved, to take care of his mother because he knew he wasn't going to be there. But he wanted her taken care of. What a love. He knew he was dying on the cross, but yet he was concerned for his mother. We have to honor our mothers for their godly examples. I thank God every day that I had a mother and a grandmother who loved God with all their hearts. I also have a number of spiritual mothers that I call every now and then to talk to them if I have an issue or I need extra prayer. These are the guidelines that I have used to make myself where I am in my faith with God. Use the spiritual mothers that are here so that God can cause your strength and your faith to grow in Him. Mothers work hard and manage to do simply fine. With very little help, but sometimes, sometimes they get overwhelmed and they'd love to have some help. I think about Elizabeth. Elizabeth was barren. She'd been praying for a child, and God said to Zacharias, He's gonna make him have he was gonna have a son. Zachariah was not quite sure about that. But he stood on the promise of God. And at the same time, Mary is being uh, endowed by the Holy Spirit. And both of these women embrace their their purposes as being mothers. They had great humility. They had great awe for God. And they wondered what God was going to do for their sons. When Mary arrived at Elizabeth's house, The Holy Spirit filled John the Baptist while he was in the womb. And she knew she was looking at the Son of God. Mary was carrying the Son of God. Now, we may not have John the Baptist's or Jesus' children, 
But we have to have the faith in God that he has a special plan for each and every child. Every child. We have to keep praying for our children. If your children are part of the family of God, then you're very blessed. If they don't, I pray that they will come to know Jesus. I don't know the outcome of a lot of people around here and their children, but I know that I pray for them. I know that I pray that God will touch them, will minister to them, and will continue to keep his hand upon them, guiding them and directing them. At this time, I'd like all the women in the church, whether you're a mother or not, if you'll come forward so that we can have time to pray. And then I want the children and the fathers to come up behind them. And if you're not around your mother or your, your wife, I want you to just begin to pray for the women that are there. And pray for the youth of our church. God has a desire to make sure that all of us stay in touch with him. That stay close to him. And that God will work and move in our life. I also want to pray for my sister. Because tomorrow morning, very, very early, she's going to have surgery. And I want us to pray that God will give her peace. God will give her peace and that God will reach down in a special way and touch her, touch the surgeon as they begin to work. God will give her uh, a wonderful uh, time there. It's at Chapel Hill. It's very early in the morning. But we don't have to be there. We can pray from wherever we are. And I want us to all pray. I want you to get close to these women here and I want you to pray for them. And I want you to put your hand on them. I want you to show that you are there for them. Many of these women are women of the women's ministry. Many of them are spiritual mothers. And we want to intercede for them. We want to pray for them. Don't they? I mean, you know, they're going to have chicken at Bojangles. Or the restaurants are going to be busy anyway. So just hold on, just pray. Let's just show God that we really mean business with praying for our mothers today. So get on a little bit closer, guys and ladies and everybody, and just pray. Let's pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, oh, I thank you for each of these women. I thank you, Lord, for every single individual that you have in this service today. Lord, I thank you for the way you kept your hand on so many of them. Many of them have fought diseases and sickness for many, many years. But Lord, their faith in you has always blossomed. Your faith, Lord, the faith that you have given unto them has always been there to minister to their hearts to take them to deeper places. Lord, we have some women in the church that aren't here today. I know Miss Josephine, Lord, needs a touch from you. And I pray, Lord, that right now, wherever she is, that you'll reach down under her back. Lord, that you'll minister to her. 
that she will feel the anointing of the Almighty God upon her. Lord, that she will feel the anointing of the Lord ever present, ever there, Lord. And I pray, O oh God, that you would move and work upon those mothers, Lord, that have lost, lost loved ones, spouses, sons, and daughters. And I pray, Lord, that you'll touch them today. There's an emptiness within their hearts. There's an emptiness within their soul. But, Lord, I pray that you'll bring your peace. Lord, that you'll bring your peace unto them. Lord, that they'll feel your presence. They will feel the moving of your hand upon them. But, Lord, we know that thou art able to bring comfort. Lord, I pray that you'll touch those that are about to have surgery and those that are sick. And I pray, Lord, that you'll just minister unto them today. Lord, I pray that you'll touch Lori. Lord, that you'll minister to her. Lord, that you'll put peace, peace in this body. Peace in this mind. Peace in this soul. Lord, you know how she's been in the past when it comes to the anxiety. But Lord, I pray. Lord, that you'll take all of that anxiety away. Lord, that she will feel the presence of the Almighty. Lord, she knows what it is to love you. Lord, she's seen angels as a child. And I pray, God, that you will instill in her your presence. You'll move in her heart. And Lord, I pray for Miss Ruth. Lord, I know. I know she feels lost. But Lord, it's your peace that she needs now. She will always miss Bill. Even though she knows that he's up heaven and heaven. Dancing on the streets of gold in a healthy body. Lord, what she desires, Lord, to be there as well. And I pray, Lord, that you'll just touch her. Because, Lord, I don't believe her time is yet. Lord, she's got three beautiful daughters, and I don't know how many granddaughters and grands. But, Lord, she's the mother of the clan. She's the one they look to. And her strength, Lord, her faith needs to be strengthened today. Touch her in a special way. Minister unto her, Lord Jesus. Lord, that she'll feel your touch in a special way. Oh, Father, I pray that you'll just touch each and every one of us. Lord, if there are those that need you in a special way, I just pray. Lord, that you'll touch them. Lord, I pray that you'll touch Brother Mac. Lord, you know he carries the burden of this entire church. He may do the, the business part of it, but Lord, he has stood in the gap for so many souls as well. He continues to stand in the gap for souls. And I just pray, Lord, that you'll just cause that burden to be lighter. Oh, Jesus, that you'll cause him to feel your presence. 
Lord, that as he begins to work and continues to study the book of Acts, Lord, that he will begin to even see and experience in himself the great and mighty miracles that you want to do for him in his ministry. And oh, Father, I just pray. I pray, Father, that you'll just touch. You'll move and you'll work. Lord, there are so many that need a touch from you. Many, Lord, that need a touch from you. We don't know all the burdens that are out We don't know all the hearts that are hurting. We don't know all the hearts that have been damaged by parents that didn't live for Jesus. And I just pray, Lord, that you will minister unto them today. Lord, that you'll bring guidance and direction in their Lord, the world has nothing out there for us. The world has nothing out there for our young people. But Lord, being tender hearts, they get caught up. They get caught up in all the things that they're faced with at school. Help them, Lord. Help them to realize you're right there. All they have to do is speak your name. Speaking your name, Lord, is all we need to do. And I pray, God, that you'll touch our past. You'll minister to him, Lord. You can cause that throat to be healed. And I'm believing, Lord, that you're going to cause there to be a miraculous healing to his body. And devil, take your hand off of it. Because he's here to do God's work. And we rebuke you, Satan, from all that you're trying to do to him and his ministry. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will work in a special way. Lord, that even as he's there and Millie there and the baby and all the others, Lord, that you will cause that healing to be instantaneous. Not next week, not in a couple of months, but right now, I believe that you're going to heal right now. I pray, Lord, for our church. I pray for our church, our young people. Our older people. Oh, Jesus, of which I'm one of them. Lord, help us to continue to be that light to those that are coming in the doors. There are new people coming, Lord. And I pray that you would help us all. Help us all, Lord. To be the light that is shining for those that come to see. The Pine Level Pentecost Orange Church Incorporated, copyright 2023. Happy Mother's Day, everybody.